and just like that, we back. And we back. And we back. Okay. Okay. And we we back. Okay. I was trying to figure out what song I was gonna come in with, but you know, I don't know where I got that from. Maybe that's some Chance the Rapper. Maybe. Yeah. I, don't know. I was about to hit my little Aha Gazelle. You know, I'm back. I'm back in my bag. Mm. Hey, nope, nope. See, there you go. You're hyping me up again. <laughs> you get me excited. Look, and I get you excited. And then we freestyles got to cease. They got to stop. <laughs> they got to stop. They got to stop. I can't help myself. The people have spoken. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, family? If you don't know, I'm going to tell you. I'm your host, Forever Doing the Most, Micah Stokes, and I'm joined by no other than my brother, Will B. Yes, indeed. In the yes, place indeed. to. B. B and B is foe. Brave today. That's what we're going to oh, stick feeling with that. Brave. I'm feeling real brave. Feeling brave. And bold. Bold. And beautiful. And beautiful. The bold and the beautiful. That's okay. a lot of Bs. I give you a lot, lot of Bs, Bs today. Yes. Tri- three, triple Bs? What's the, what's the Big Baller brand? Big Baller. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. I uh, hope we don't get copyright for that. But it's all good. So true to our word, if you read the intro or the title, um, we are back with part two of our interview with Charlene. Absolutely. Uh, just an incredible story. Of and like, if you guys have not heard the first part, oh, yep. I need you he to said, go back and listen the to that. Like, Will, Will did the pump the brake hands. He was on. like, hey. Hold on. Hey. I need you to get the context. I need you to understand what she's come through right. thus far in her life so you can truly understand how amazing um, her story and, and where she is right now truly is. Will got the preacher cloth out. He said, well, Wait a minute. if you don't know her struggle, <laughs> you can't celebrate Come on now. what God what? is taking her to, to uh, yes. her destiny. Come on. Let me stop. Let me stop. <laughs> that hurt my throat. I ain't mm. going to lie. I don't know how people do that for 45 minutes. Right. Hey, if you know how to do that, if you're a preacher that does that, please put in the comment. Will and I would love to know. I'm telling you. The hoop is um, a gift. I'm, I'm telling, telling you. Telling you. That throat is. I'll, I'll probably sing a little bit more when I hoop and, <laughs> you know, do all that. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Well. <laughs> but we're about to jump back into this interview. We hope you guys are enjoying it so far. Please feel free to let us know in the comments on Instagram or Facebook. And also, you can send us a message on the Anchor app. Yes. We love hearing from you guys. Grace and peace. We'll see you at the end. The follow-up with that is really crazy because I later found out that this guy that I did not need to be with had some real ill, Ill intentions for me, mm. like was intentionally trying to do some stuff that would have not been good. And so my friend praying for me like was a, 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 like a lifesaver mm. wow. in that particular situation. And so I remember that being like, wow, what, an, what a show of God's grace. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually, you know what, you know, the faith started to stick, you know, going more, going to church and like allowing God to transform parts of my heart and like staying connected to those girls who were discipling me. And, you know, Esther, my friend, who is the one who introduced me to Jesus via poetry. Mm. um, She also kind of introduced me to the whole concept of spoken word. Like Mm. in this process of me healing, one of the things that God really helped me recognize is that, hey, when you write, this is going to be one of the ways you can process some of that stuff. So I remember when I had because, you know, I was still like I was going to church. And like learning about God, I still had these girls who were discipling me, sharing scripture, but I still have my moments when I had really low moments in mm. depression. Mm. And I remember one day I was like, man, I just felt this unction to just write stuff down. Right. I was like, I'm just going to write stuff down. I'm going to write down all the scriptures that I remember. My mom, who, you know, my aunt who raised me, used to always share scripture. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't remember where they were in the Bible, but I could remember the scripture. So the first thing I wrote, I started writing down the scriptures and then I put it in a story format and then I memorized it. Mm. 
was not my intention to do spoken word. I was just trying to get something to help me get out of bed. And like wow. speaking the word of God out loud, like gave me enough strength to get up and like tackle the day. Yeah. Um, eventually that started to turn into, you know, I, I have a hip hop background. Like I love music, you know, I always kind of enjoyed that. And that season, you know, in my childhood, when I was dealing with a lot of, you know, abuse and neglect, like I felt like my voice was completely silenced. Mm. But my desire to like hear and enjoy music, I don't think that ever really left me. So it like started slowly started to come back as I was, you know, building this new relationship with Jesus and beginning to write as a part of my own healing. And my friend Esther was like, hey, you know, because I would write something and I would call her. I'll be so hyped. I'm like, <laughs> I wrote this one thing about God and I want to read it to you because you're you're the you're you're my God person. <laughs> and she would give me like, you know, she told me about Bible Gateway and all these resources. And like, I was so brand new. It's like, again, remember when I was a younger, I gave my life to Jesus a lot of times, but I never understood how to walk my faith out. Mm. Not until this season when I had someone walking with me to be like, hey, you should not do that. Instead, you should do this. Yeah. That's discipleship. Come on. Um, and so I was like, oh, OK. And she was like, hey, since you're sharing, you should share it on stage. I was like, what? Well, I ain't never shared on stage. I just shared it in my, you know, me and Jesus and you. Right. Um, but she invited me to this poetry event because at that point she was like, you know, she was performing. Again, I, I thought she was the coolest thing. She rolled with the spoken word troop. And I was like, yo, it's a bunch of y'all who <laughs> love Jesus and y'all do the poetry thing. I'm so hanging out with y'all. And so one night we went to an open mic night um, and I was like, well, I guess I'm going to share something and put my name on the paper. Never got on stage before. I ain't never had no poetry classes, no theater classes, no writing class, no nothing. I had me, Jesus, and my friend Esther. Mm. And I guess a whole lot of enthusiasm, too. <laughs> um, so I signed up for this poetry night, and it was so cool because I was like, you know, I'm sitting through, and I'm just inspired. It's all these Christians in this room, and I was like, yo, there's more of them. There's more <laughs> of them. I, I remember sitting in the audience thinking, you can love God and be dope. Mm-hmm. I never put those two things together. Yes. You might need to say that again. You can love God yep. and be dope. Come on, so, somebody. Yep. Um, amen. Amen. <laughs> so, you know, you know, we get we working down the program and it's like getting late. And I was like, okay. So the MC gets on there. He's like, hey, we got three poets left. And I was like, oh well, I guess I ain't gonna make it. You know, what's the odds that I'd be, you know, in the last three? They call a poet up. They share, and I'm like, you know, snappy snap, learning learning the rhythm of how stuff works. <laughs> and they, the MC gets back up there. He was like, and we got a new poet. Yo, my stomach dropped. I was like, he about to call my name. I'm about to get on this stage for all these people. <laughs> I don't even like public speaking. I still don't even, I'm not sure I still like poetry. So they was like, yeah, you know, they called me up. And I remember getting on stage and having like a complete out-of-body experience. Wow. I stood on stage. I had my piece. I remembered it. I think I remembered that piece like, um, man, I wish I remember the words up and down. But um, maybe if I remember, I, I, I recite it for y'all. Okay. Oh, I think I do know the parts of the piece. It like started off, I need the word like I need my breath. When I was in the war, I too was just breathing the death. And when I slept, I woke up to feel unrest. The enemy was on my shoulders. He was crushing my chest. Check my vitals. A girl is going to the cardiac arrest. Oh, I'm at the pause there. Oh! <laughs> that was getting good. Yeah. Oh, oh, going too. I was like, 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 like oh, okay. Oh, what's my heartbeat? Cardiac arrest? <laughs> ah. It was, I mean, that piece was like, 
two minutes long. <laughs> but it was the first thing I had ever wrote that I like shared on stage. And I remember I got in front of the mic and I opened up my mouth and words came out. Yeah. And when I was done, the whole room stood up. And I remember being like, yo, I just did that, but I don't think that was me. Like it was like, whatever just came out of me, it was like, I was here, but I wasn't here. Mm. And I didn't understand how anointing worked. I didn't understand how the power of God worked and the, how the spirit realm works yeah, in terms yeah. of, you know, how God emboldens us to be able to do and go and walk in our callings and our gifts. I just did it. And the whole room stood up. And I remember that voice, the voice of the Holy Spirit, like just in my heart, like, hey, this is what I want you to do. And I was like, okay, I could do that. Mm -hmm. And so that was my journey for spoken word. I never became a spoken word artist because I thought it was dope. You know, I thought my friend was dope and I thought the concept of it. But for me, for creativity, writing for me started off as a place of healing. That was it. I wrote poems to help me stay on the up and up, like to keep me like going. Um, and so when I felt like God was asking me to share for other people, I, I knew that part of that was going to be to inspire them to have the same kind of, you know, same kind of experience I had. Every time you hear the words, it gives you life. Yeah. And so, you know, that kind of started my journey for writing and sharing. Esther, my friend, she introduced me to all these other spoken word poets, you know, long time ago was involved with a poetry group called Poetry in a Light, which is really dope. It was a bunch of seasoned poets. I was so new, um, but they helped me refine my craft. They gave me opportunities to share on stage. They were the first group that I got paid one time. I was like, you, I can get paid doing it? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? So y'all like Poets in Autumn before Poets in Autumn? A long time ago. That's right? crazy. It yeah. It's crazy because they like travel with me and everything before spoken word was, I guess, what it is now. And still, I think spoken word, even today, is still undiscovered. I feel like in the South, spoken word is highly underrated because I remember oh, my times of living up north and in the city. If you got redeemed off the street, you were either a preacher, a singer or, oh. or a poet, <laughs> you know, because yeah. even your rapping would get redeemed in a way where it's like. The amount of passion you had, you were you were bound to break down in the middle of one of your bars. You weren't about to be rapping all the time. You yeah, had to yeah. slow that thing down and just be like almost acapella. So <laughs> it became wrong. poetic. Yeah, you're right. So you're I right. saw a lot more of that, I think, in northern church context, like urban mm -hmm. church context than I did in the south. Yeah. And I still think that's even though it's more uh, more well known and more appreciated. Yeah. Um, I still think it's not a common Oh, addition yeah. to your everyday or every week church service. No, oh, yeah, no, not, not, not yet. Not yet. Mm. Not yet. Yeah. But it will be by the grace of God. Praise um, God. It will. Come on with I'm it. I'm excited about that. Come on. We need to be out here sharing. <laughs> I, I, ain't we. I ain't tell them that yet. They don't know <laughs> yet. They don't okay. know yet. They right. don't know yet. Yeah, got Will, surprise. Like, will is, will is leaning all <laughs> way. He's like, wait, hold on, wait. New information. Um, but I really, I like, it was a cool season of life. Like I was young, young in my faith um, and still trying to navigate stuff and just writing and sharing. Mm. And my church, you know, so eventually I got really connected to a local church and started going like regularly, <laughs> like a real believer. Mm. Um, not to say you're not a believer if you don't go to church, because, you know, I'm not saying that. But for me, like going to church was a big part of my spiritual development. I don't think I would have been able to be strong without a local body. Um, so I'm also really thankful. Some of the largest opportunities I had to share on stages actually came from my local church. Wow. Um, one of the first like big, like hundreds of people in the audience thing, you know, we was doing little mic, mic, mic nights and, you know, 50, 20 people here yeah. and there, little small <laughs> churches. Then my church was like, hey, we got Easter production. 600 people are going to be there. I'm like, 600 who? <laughs> so wow. it was like, hey, we want you to write. And I remember doing it and it like really 
it changed my whole ministry. Um, and that really kind of set the, set the course for even how I write now. People are like, hey, what, you know, where do you share spoken word? I mean, a lot of times, you know, I love to do spoken word in the context of the local church. I love the local church mm-hmm. and I love being able to support worship with with spoken word because yeah. that's where I started and have remained faithful to that. And so years later, right, you know, now I'm still still doing spoken word and I'm still you know, I still feel like in 2021, I still feel like a breakout artist hmm. because this is interesting. You know, anyone who's a creative, you know, you go through evolutions in your life, which means your creativity also evolves. So you mm-hmm. kind of feel like, man, I'm in a rebirth now. Like I'm more confident. I'm more confident. I'm more confident um, <laughs> in who God's called me to be. It wasn't until like legit last year that I even was like, you know what? Hey, my job description, even though I, you know, was working full time. So in the course of that time, you know, started working, you know, I guess adult jobs and all that kind of stuff. Um, and a couple of years ago, I transitioned from working in my full time work to really pursue what I believe God called me to pursue, which is to use my words and my voice full time. And I'm still evolving in that. But again, it wasn't until last year that I was like, you know what? Hey, I'm going to stop making up titles to make people feel comfortable with the call that God placed in my life. Mm-hmm. I'm a spoken word poet and I'm a storyteller. And like, I'm enough, you know, and I'm still having to learn how to walk that out every single day because I know there's so many people who get on IG and Facebook and say, I'm enough, I'm enough, I'm enough. But God knows I have to say that I have to like God has to remind me constantly. Right. I'm in this process right now where I'm like, God, I need you to help me understand my identity right now. You know, sufficient is the day, right? Today, God is on stuff. Tomorrow, I ain't even got the capacity for tomorrow, Jesus. Today, <laughs> I need you to help me remember that I'm enough. Yes. Um, and so here I am, you know, in 2020, 2021, really looking at, okay, God, I'm in a different season of life. Mm. And there's so many things that I still desire to accomplish and to achieve. And I've had so much growth in this whole span of time. And, you know, God's blessed me with an abundance of relationships that's really helped me understand, hey, your role in this world in your artistry is important, not just for you to be able to express kind of, you know, okay, what you think is cool, but God has purpose for your gifting. Like mm-hmm. there's a reason why your voice exists in the earth now because he needs it to be here. And so kind of moving forward, you know, there's some parts of my, uh, parts of my story, obviously you can't share every, every single part of it, but because story it's, it's going to be in the book. It's going to be in the book. That is true. <laughs> that is true. It is going to be in the book. Um, but right now, you know, I'm just thankful, you know, as I kind of recap and think back of like, man, all these years of being able to share and be on different stages, it's been cool. But I still feel like in so many ways, I'm just getting started. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just now like wanting to reintroduce myself and my art and um, and not just my art, but just really be like, all right, God, I really want to be a part of other people's healing. Yeah. And I am still to this day, you know, some of the stuff that I shared in my past, like there's still some deep seated trauma. You know, I believe you know, by God's grace that I've already been in, in according to God's word, that I'm already healed, completely yeah. healed. Amen. But I'm still walking that out in the natural. That victory mm-hmm. is secure in the spirit, but I'm still walking that out in the natural. Um, so, hey, shout out to therapy and all that stuff because it's legit. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and hey, you know, I have amazing pastors and spiritual leadership, but I still go to therapy, right? I'm still needing God to intervene and help me process some of the things I experienced. I don't know. Two decades ago, two yeah. and a half decades ago. Um, so long story short, I'm just thankful. I'm thankful for the season. And um, I'm I'm the most imperfect poet you'll ever meet. <laughs> but I will tell you one thing. I freaking love Jesus. 
And I'm like, that I can, I, I look forward to the day when I get to chill with him forever. <laughs> but until then, like Paul said, I'd rather be with Jesus, but I'm gonna hang out with y'all. Right, right, right. work done. Um, but that's what I'm here to do. So, you know, it's my honor to be able to create, you know, in Redeemed Dry Collective, you know, we say we create for king and culture. And that's yeah. really an outgrowth of just where I am personally. Like I create for God and I want to influence culture. I want people to realize that God is real, um, that he's good. And that you could have had a lot of crazy stuff happen. Obviously, people have heard parts of my story. I had a lot of things. I got a lot of reasons, I guess, in the natural to abandon God. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like last year I was thinking, like, God, I know you were not the author of this, of this, all, all of the bad things that have happened. I know that wasn't your desire. Mm-hmm. But I still need to reconcile with the fact that in your providence, you still allowed certain things to happen. Mm-hmm. Now, that wasn't because of you. It's because of sinfulness of man's kind's heart. Um, and to top it off, there's a lot of good things that God's done. And I'm sure there's plenty that God shielded me from that I never even knew. Right, right. Um, and yet I'm still having to grapple with the fact that, you know what, Lord, I need to sit with this truth. And you are good. Yeah. Even though bad stuff happens, you still restore. And that's what restoration is so beautiful when you've been broken. Yeah. And some of the ways I've been broken, I was like, man, I cling to that. And um and that's what I like to talk about. So I started off by saying, you know, I share my story. I don't say that flippantly. Now that people have heard parts of my story, I was like, God has done a lot. And he's still doing stuff for me. Yeah. So that's me in a nutshell. No, nah, that's an amazing wow. story. What an amazing testimony. Thank you for sharing that. Um, you made mention of something that I just want to make sure we um, clarify for those who are listening. Um well, first off, I do want to say if you've been rocking with us since season one, you know it's no secret around here. We love some uh, therapy. <laughs> we, lo- we love therapy. We value yeah, we our God mental too. health. We love Jesus, and, and we love therapy. And you throw some coffee on top, you know, we we Gucci. Um, <laughs> but no, so thank you for that shout out, and we definitely um, definitely appreciate you championing that as well and being vulnerable about that. Um, but you had mentioned uh, a little bit about being an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, and owning your own business, but being full-time with your creativity, but you've also, you're a business owner and you also mentioned the Redeem Art Collective. Mm -hmm. Share with us a little bit more about what those are. Oh yeah, my passions. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So Right Speak Inspire is a storytelling company. You know, I I started that company really as a way to be able to, a legal way (laughs) to be able to do speaking and art without it being like Charlene's thing, dot ink. Um, I like wanted something cooler. So for people who are in business, you're like, well, if I ever want to sell this one day, I got to have a better name. Um, So hence, write, speak, inspire. Um, But it's also like my job description. I write, I speak, I inspire people. And it's been really cool. Like I have, I have such a unique bivocational platform. Like obviously I love Jesus. So, you know, I do a lot of, a lot of my spoken word events are in the context of the local church, um, promoting the gospel, sharing my story very vividly, which, you know, my story and God's story, like we overlap. And so I can't tell my story without telling God's story. Mm. I can't tell really God's story without like adding, and he did it for me, y'all. So like, (laughs) it's kind of like, they usually go hand in hand. But I also have this really unique opportunity, as I mentioned my passion with, you know, literally eradicating childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. Like I'm really passionate. I'm like, God, we got to do something like these kids. I don't know if people know there's like 400,000 kids in foster care right mm-hmm. now, 400,000. And, you know, this kind of call to the believer, you know, God makes it really clear that we ought to um, care for orphans and for widows, orphans. I'm like, these are, these are these kids who have been abandoned. I'm like, God, I want to be a part of their healing. Mm-hmm. I know what it's like, Jesus, for you to be my forever home. Yeah. 
And I know there are 400,000 kids who still don't have that in the natural. And some of them don't have that in the spirit. And I just feel like, okay, all right, God, <laughs> help me figure out how to champion that, bring awareness um, and fight for that. So with Right Speak Inspire, we do a lot of advocacy work and a lot of my speaking engagements outside of church are targeting that. Mm-hmm. Do a lot with, um, you know, things that affect affect young people. Um, uh, do a lot of social emotional learning and like just figuring out how to navigate through trauma. Again, a lot of these are out, outgrowths of my own experience. And so it's really, really cool. So Right Speak Inspire is all about that. We're about helping people value their voice and share it. And in this new phase, wanting wanting to support other storytellers like myself who have different platforms, but who champion the cause of humanity and have made a commitment to say, hey, we're going to use our words to change the world. Mm. So that's my community and my business, Right Speak Inspire. And then Redeemed Art Collective is, I mean, it's been a passion forever. You know, you just have something that's like, ah, this baby, I need to deliver. <laughs> ah, um, I really feel called to pour into creative people. You know, God has made that really, really clear that a part of my being here is to support other people who have creative gifts. And so that's really what the collective is about. You know, we've gone to different iterations in terms of identity because who Charlene has gone through iterations of her identity. Like, God, what are we doing here? Um, so now, yeah. you know, as I mentioned, we create for King culture. So really we're a community of artists and supporters of the art who do exactly that. We create for King culture. And so I am really passionate about creating experiences where people can encounter God through art. Yeah. And I want to work with other creatives to do that in a nutshell, because yeah, yeah. when people can encounter God, they can get healed. They can get mm-hmm. saved. They can actually have their lives transformed. Yes. And so I don't, I, you know, I'm not an astronaut. I love what they do. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I don't even like blood like that, but I am a poet and I hang out with other creative people. So I figured, Hey, we might as well use these gifts to help people meet Jesus. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we can do a lot of different things and, you know, have 5,000 jobs or whatever. But at the end of the day, what do you have in your hands? Mm-hmm. Um, what, what's in your hand? Yeah. You know, for us, I ain't got a staff. I got a pen. Right, right. <laughs> so write, speak, and empower other people to use whatever creative gifts that they have. And I believe every single person has a creative gift. You know, I'm not of the, of the idea that, you know, only visual artists or performing artists are true artists. I was like, no, you know, mm-hmm. if you a mama, you make babies. <laughs> like, hey, you a daddy, you make babies. You a teacher, you make you make curriculum. Mm-hmm. I'm like, everybody creating something out here. Um, it's just a matter of figuring out how to value that because obviously God is the ultimate. He's the master creator. Mm-hmm. Everything that's ever existed um, comes from God. Like this, mm-hmm. like, I'm like, he creates everything like the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the mm-hmm. world, everything mm-hmm. in it. Like God loves creating things. He like I believe God gets this, you know, just joy from bringing things to life. And mm-hmm. so as an artist, that's what we do. And so, yeah, the Redeemed Dark Collective is, is me in my own way. It's, you know, trying to be faithful as much as I can to support people who have creative gifts and encourage them to use them to to glorify God and to influence culture. Wow. Wow. And myself and uh, overwhelming, we are definitely, definitely uh, beneficiaries of the Redeemed Art Amen. Collective. Your passion, your vision, your leadership. Look, I said this before. I'll say it again. They probably gonna hear this uh, in the, the beginning of the episode or whatever when we, whatever we um, edit this and put it out. But there wouldn't be an overwhelming right now if it wasn't for the influence and the support and encouragement of Charlene. 
I literally walked up to her, cold contact at an event that she wasn't even performing at. She was just emceeing it. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, hey, a friend of mine, shout out to my man, Takobi. Um, Who is a dope artist in he's himself. He's a dope artist. If y'all, see, if y'all a realist, like, it, that's why maybe I'm going to start calling the Be Real fans. Like, y'all the realist. <laughs> oh, y'all like that? I think that's dope. The oh, re like realist, the realist. Oh, realist. But it's like y'all oh, realist. I don't know. Oh, see, it's, see, it's, it's 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 patent pending. So, but if you've been rocking with us <laughs> since uh, the beginning episodes, and y'all remember when we had that intro music and we had the music at the end, mm -hmm. that's to Kobe. So if you don't know, what I'm talking about definitely go back check out those episodes. But I just wanted to give honor uh, and credit where it's due and yeah. say thank you for mm -hmm. your faithfulness to what God's led you to do because it's inspired, you know, mm -hmm. right speak inspired, it's inspired people like myself mm -hmm. and it's continued to fuel uh, things like this, the mm -hmm. podcast, the mm -hmm. blog, the, the, the merch. brand, the merch. The merch. The low, merch low key so we course. be having like, so Charlie and I, we be having like little merch battles, low key loving merch battles well, where well, I'm like- he, My thing is, it's not a merch battle. Micah is more passionate about it. I'm just like, that's dope. He but, be like, I got this, I'm like, Okay, I like it. <laughs> but she be coming up with whatever she does. I'm just like, yo, that's fire. Why didn't I know you could do that? Or why didn't I think of this low key? And she'd be like, yeah, it's just a little thing. She'll have five things out. I'll design 20 things. I like all five of hers more than all 20 of mine. So <laughs> pray for me, y'all. Um, Will, I know you had some questions. Oh, um, this is good. I'm I, really just soaking it in. Obviously, I'm, I'm uh I'm, I'm appreciating your story. Mm. I'm actually appreciating you guys' relationship too, uh, which is dope. That's why I'm so quiet. But um, when I was listening to you, there was a kind of a trope in your story, which was relationships mm. and the tie between relationships and discipleship. And going back to your grandma's mom, which was your auntie. Yeah. Okay. Then, I don't want to call her nothing out of like grand, uh, blah, blah, blah. Auntie, mm -hmm. um, even seeing the way she carried herself and her evangelism mm -hmm. and later through trauma and experiences, you know, and Esther in your life mm -hmm. um, and, and just people being there and being intentional about being in your life and, and, and pouring into you. And now it sounds like you have a collective and you've kind of reversed the, the move mm -hmm. a little bit right now you're pouring into people, but you're mm -hmm. a product of people who have poured into you over the course of your life. Wow. I'm curious to know, um, Someone who's experienced a lot of trauma oftentimes is very walled up, very stronghold mm -hmm. impaired. And so oftentimes they don't open themselves up to relationship or allowing people to touch their lives. I guess if you could speak to me a little bit about how maybe you reconcile the trauma that you've experienced that may have been induced by maybe some relationships, but at the same time, continuing to allow yourself to be open to the blessings that God is bringing to you through the relationships in your life. Yeah, that's an excellent point. And I will add one more relationship to that too. Like as you know, so my, my biological mom hmm. still very much alive and kicking, you know, mom Dukes, <laughs> she's still in New York <laughs> doing hey. her thing and such an incredible testimony. And I, and I, God needs to get credit for this. Like he hmm. deserves to be glorified. You know, I spent 17 years away from my mom, um, you know, in between all that times, a long time of not having a consistent relationship with her. Mm. And I've seen God restore that in the last like five, six, seven years. Mm. Like I call even now, like I call, I call my mom the other day, just, you know, we were rehearsing some of the, our stories and she's experienced similar trauma, which I didn't know. Mm. Um, so some of the stuff is like you were talking about that trauma is actually generational. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just like, yo, 
God is going to get so much glory from this because, and, you know, as I'm sharing my story and encouraging her to share hers as well, you know, she was very open about the fact she's like, yeah, I never thought I'd share any of this stuff. Mm. She's like, I, I just thought I was going to take it to the grave with me. And I was like, well, wow. I'd be darned. Mm. I know it's been a struggle. Like it's been, it has not been easy walking this journey of trauma. Mm-hmm. Like it's just not, you know, and I, I appreciate believers who get very great and, you know, awesome advice. You got to have scriptures, you got to fight. But anyone who's actually dealt with, I'm like, I'm talking about you dealing with like serious trauma, you know, that is a hurdle, mm-hmm. you know, and you have to, yeah, you got to have some strategy and some, some drive. And a lot of it, you you know, when the Bible talks about cash your cares on God, like sometimes you got to cash your whole life, your whole body, your whole <laughs> yeah, soul, yeah. Um, because the weight of that becomes very, very strong. So, you know, to God be the glory, God's mended that relationship mm. and not only mended it, restored it. And I've, I'm finding so much joy in this season as I'm discovering who my mom is after mm. 17 years That's of not awesome. really knowing her. Um, so to your question, you know, how does someone who's experienced trauma, you know, still essentially keep themselves open to what God God has for them? I would say it's a process, you know, depending on who you ask. Some people are like, no, she still got walls. <laughs> like, like, don't, don't get it twisted. It's funny because I think one of what is such God's grace is that, you know, God gave me a very public ministry. Mm. And yet, like most people don't choose to share this stuff. Mm. Most people don't choose to share. And I found it is actually easier sometimes to get on a stage and talk about my story mm. than it is to sit across from someone and be like, this is where I'm really struggling right mm. now. And so that's just interesting. But yeah, that's um, probably, you know, part of how God has wired you as well. Yeah. And it, it's it's he's wired you for that to be a part of your healing, but also a part of your ministry mm-hmm. and how you can bring how you can bring healing to other people as well as mm. that stage, that platform. Yeah, that's really neat. I mean, it's it's interesting. So. Yeah, for me, it's a process. I don't have a cookie cutter structure like, <laughs> hey, these are one, two, three step things you can do to like get over whatever or be able to open yourself up. I was like, the more I, part of it for me is I've had to learn to appreciate who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had to learn to grapple with my story. Like, you know, I, I say you're never too young to to start uh, sharing your story. You're never too old to start owning it. And so this part to my story, I was like, you know, what? I just need to own that this was a part of where I was. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's not going to change um, necessarily, but I can allow God to use that to be a part of my healing and other people's healing. So, yeah. but it's a continual process. So I don't even know if that answers your question. It 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 um, does. It's a process. Yeah, and, and trust. And trust. I would say too, trust is still big. Mm-hmm. God knows. He know me. <laughs> I done had a couple times like God. I just don't trust you. <laughs> and I know theologically, you're like, oh my gosh, he said that on the mic on the Be Real podcast. That's why it's but the it's, Be Real podcast. But I'm just, we, say, we feel these things just, yeah, and we're going to say that. it. Yeah, I'm just going to be real. I'm like, God. And I realize now, mm. um, you know, I had this, I don't even know how time to share another story. I probably don't. Maybe, kind of. <laughs> well, I'm going to share it. <laughs> share it. Um, it's really quick. But I was like, yeah, I mean, as of recently, a couple months, a couple, a couple months ago, like I was sitting with the Lord and processing some stuff. I was praying about somebody, <laughs> not praying for him. I was praying about, about him. I'm like, God, you need to change him in Jesus' name. Mm, and I smell part three. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but long story short, I mean, in that process, God began to show me some of that stuff. Yeah. Like, hey, the reason why you're feeling what you're feeling is because your issue is not with that person. It's it's with me. Mm. Like you 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 see me as the God who takes things away from you. 
And I was like, man, I was sitting with the Lord. I was like, yeah, God, you took my parents away when they made mistakes. You mm. took taking opportunities when taking opportunities away when I make mistakes. And so although I've stood on stage and I told people that, you know, I love you, which I do, and that you love me, which you do, I still, part of my heart still sees you as the God that takes stuff from me. Mm. I need to deal with that in my, oh my own goodness. walk with you so that I can be healthy. Yeah. And it's from that place of truth that God is like, okay, let's build from where you are. That's the kind of stuff that me and God are still working through. I mean, I ain't yeah. even got to the human part. That's just right. me and the Lord being like, yeah. okay, God. So that's that's probably where it should start is framing your understanding of God in order for you to have the, you know, a, a healthy relationship. Who is it you're in relationship with? You know what I mean? Yeah. Charlene, it's been super great having you on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. So for everyone listening out there, uh, where can they go to find you? Drop your stuff. That's what's up. You can always check me out on the website, www.charleneprobliss.com, or you can hit me up on Instagram, um, at Charlene Alice P. Uh, actually, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Charlene Alice P. That's yep. what's up. You That's can also Google me. her. You can also YouTube her. She <laughs> has TED Talks. She has spoken word content. Yes. She out More here. coming. I'm like trying to, I'm, I'm doing a whole rebrand, which I started last year. So y'all see that. That's what's up. I got to not be a perfectionist. So, hey, Let's enjoy the content while it lasts because it might go down and come back up. <laughs> she but said, yeah, I'm doing really a clean y'all. wipe. Yes, wipe. Um, thank you so much for letting me be here. This was really dope. You will be real. Hey. Be real. That was awesome. I'm, I'm not going to lie. That was. I think that was one of my favorite episodes of this season so I've far. I really enjoyed that. She's she's an amazing storyteller too. Yes. She just takes takes us through the whole journey up until this point. Yes. And uh, I really really enjoyed that. She she has been through a lot, mm-hmm. but there are aspects throughout her story that every single listener can relate to in yeah. some way, shape, or form. Absolutely. So I, I think it's man. I'm so blessed to have been in the room, bro. I'm telling you, I'm blessed to know her because. People wouldn't be listening to this podcast without people like Charlene pouring yeah, into yeah. my life. So she definitely seeks to do exactly what, you know, her her company says. She writes, she speaks, yep. and she inspires and she people. Inspires. And I'm just really grateful for people like that. Yeah. Um, and I know there's more. I know there's people listening who um, they might, I don't know. I feel like there could be two different responses to a person like Charlene. You see her and you say, you're so amazing. I wish I could be like you, mm. just like you. And then there's some people who right now they're feeling their own story awaken within them. Yeah. And they're just like, ah, quickening you know what I'm saying? Spirits. Like, you know, there's something there. Absolutely. Um, and I just love how God uses people like that. How he uses stories that, that just call people to take a chance. Yes. Call people to trust him. Yeah. Call people to step out in faith. Call mm-hmm. people to do something crazy. Mm-hmm. And you activate the, the gifts that may be laying or lying yes. dormant inside them. Who would have so. thought? Who knew? Oh, she didn't know until she stepped up. And- I ain't know. <laughs> well, you didn't know. Right. I remember sitting at Panera and I was like, Will, I think I need you to be my co-host in this podcast that hasn't even started yet. There you go. <laughs> Just a, a, one yes at a time, right? It was and the Panera. It was the Panera bread. Let's be honest. Yeah. You said yes to the Panera. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, here we super are. Dope. Here we are now. If we would be remiss yes. if we had this wonderful conversation that we split into two parts mm-hmm. and did not allow our listeners to to hear firsthand the Ooh. fruits of her gift. 
you are so right. So we actually do have a little special surprise for you guys. Yes, sir. For those of you who are still listening this long, we love y'all. Y'all the true ones. Y'all the real fam. <laughs> the realest. And we just want to kind of, you know, we just want to bless you guys with uh, a short spoken word piece that Charlene so graciously performed performed for us before yes. she um, she left after our interview. And uh, without further ado, here it goes. We'll see y'all next time. Grace and peace, love in Jesus Christ. See y'all. You're beautiful, deeply loved and highly favored. All compliments of you, courtesy of your savior, you are beautiful, deeply loved and highly favored. True beauty is in knowing who you are. You're not defined by your looks or past scars. The enemy, he gets no credit. Why even bother? You get an automatic win when you make God larger. You don't have to stand in the mirror and take rejection. That's not your reflection. That's a lie that the world has told you and hopes that it would hold you. But God gives strength. Stand up. You're a soldier. There's a time for meekness. And then there's a time to walk bolder, shoulder to shoulder. You are beautiful, deeply loved, and highly favored. So go add flavor. You're the salt of the earth. A handcrafted creation unique from birth. You were born with purpose. So why focus on failure? Open up your eyes and see where your worth is. Go overcome. You are free from shame. You have to know who you are destined to reign. You are beautiful, deeply loved, and highly favored. I praise God for his love. He gives revelation, good health, the power to get wealth. Being saved by his grace is what drives me to promote the faith. The secret of my blessing was in learning the lesson that praise isn't just a weapon. It's one of my great possessions, an offensive method. I praise God for who he is. I thank Jesus for what he did. He was beaten until unrecognized. He died but rose again. He spoke the world into existence. That's when it began. God exists above time. He already saw the sickness of our sins yet provided the solution. He gave us the remedy. Christ calls me his bride. He's really quite into me. He officially took care of my enemy who was bent on seeing the absolute end of me. Now I stand in absolute victory. No need to complain. I opened up my mouth and boldly proclaim as you should. I am beautiful, deeply loved, and highly favored. All compliments of me, courtesy of my Savior. Hey guys, this is Will B with the Be Real Podcast and Overwhelming Collective. We're thankful for everyone who values and shares our content. If you want to receive access to exclusive content, personal videos, and merch, go support us on Patreon. Grace and peace.